like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, Hope in the Resurrection of Jesus. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. Who had to get his son to Calvary for him to become our substitute and to die in our place. So these two on the road to Emmaus, they was all heavy hearted. And Jesus said, y'all ain't nothing but a bunch of fools to believe the scriptures you've already read, what the prophets have said, and you don't believe it. Now, I need, I need to ask a question at the end of the day. All the scriptures that you've read in these Sunday school lessons, do you believe them? Because God's word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. So Jesus carried them to school. And he started to break down to them what the scriptures had said about who Jesus is because God sent his son to be the savior of the world. Look at verse 27. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So Jesus is on every page in his Bible. Notice what he did not do quickly. He did not show them his hands or his feet. So that we in days like these, even though we have not seen him, yet we love him. So what did the Lord do? He turned their attention back to the scriptures. Hold a pickle in the mail. We're living in days of apostasy. Some people are using this pandemic as an excuse to not go to church. They go everywhere else. Don't get mad at me. Take a ticket and get in line. They're demeaning the gospel of Jesus Christ, the one that they say saved them, raised them from the dead, but they can't come to church. Forget that scripture over there. Forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Forget that, they say. Well, then why don't you forget to go to work and don't get paid? Forget that. So you have no money, you have no tithes. Now you go broke. People ain't going to do that. They're not going to do that. They go to work and their boss ain't got no mask on. They ain't going to stop going to work. But you know some folk don't want to come here because I'm not wearing a mask. Fine. 
Fine. You wear a mask because you want to. And I'm not demeaning anyone with a mask on. But don't you think that's kind of overboard? The emphasis ought to be on the scripture, not who's sitting next to you. And that's what Jesus did. He pointed them back to the scriptures. And that's what he's telling us right here today. You get back to the scriptures. This pandemic didn't, didn't, didn't surprise the Lord. He talked about that in Matthew chapter 24. He said, this is how you know these are the signs of my second coming. It's going to be pestilence. It's going to be famines. Do you know that rats eat up one third of all the food on this planet? Famines. Wars and rumors of wars. Earthquakes in diverse places. But you know what the Lord also said? See that you don't be troubled by these things. Uh-huh. Because the end is not yet. So God doesn't want us all panicking and all frantic and all, all the rest of this stuff. No. The blessed hope of his second coming should give us the hope we need. And he ain't going to put no more on us <laughs> than we can bear. So our emphasis should be on the scriptures. And that's how Jesus revealed himself to his disciples. And you know what? Their heart caught on fire. See, I heard C.W. Clark say this long time ago. There is no inconsistency between a burning heart, a burning heart, and an enlightened mind. When these scriptures set your heart on fire, nothing else matters. When you begin to understand what this resurrection is all about, nothing else matters. Because you know if you're born again, you're going to be caught up. You're getting out of here. We're not going to hell. We're going to heaven. <laughs> and notice he carried them back to the scriptures and taught them the things that he taught them concerning himself. That was before Bethlehem. So Jesus is God in the flesh. And he came embodied as a man. And went through all he went through. His death, burial, and resurrection. And went into hell to get the keys. So that we can understand. Yeah, I'm living this life today. Christ lives in me. And if I happen to go through the doorway of death. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm getting up. I'm getting up in the first resurrection. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Ain't that a blessed hope? <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah! I like to say hallelujah because that's the highest praise. I want to let the Lord know I'm in the house with you. <laughs> I really wanted to say that. I'm in the house with you, babe. I sure am. And that gives us hope that troubles don't last 
always. Now, that's, that's how Christ revealed himself through the scripture. And guess what? That's still the way he reveals himself. Ain't no way you can read this Bible and come up with another savior. That's why I strive to be strong in the scriptures. You have to be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Strong in God's word. Don't you let nothing in this generation buckle your knees. You get up, you stand up, you look up. And you go on in Jesus' name. Somebody give God some praise. Come on, don't half do it. Hallelujah. That's the revelation of Jesus in these scriptures. Now let's move to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Commencing at verses 33 through 43. Are you there? I bet not in no page attorney. <laughs> All right, the 33rd verse. As we look at the resurrection. The Bible says in that 33rd verse. And they rose up the same hour. Now this was toward evening time. They rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And found the eleven gathered together and those who were with them. Saying the Lord is risen indeed. And hath appeared to Simon. That's to Peter. And they told what things were done along the way. And how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Now let me pause right there. See Jesus is the bread of life. And if you and I are we or us had dinner with Jesus, we would have to look at his hands and how he was handling the bread. Now he, he, he not, <laughs> he's not like some folk at Thanksgiving at the table. Grabbing them buttered rolls. Haven't even asked the Lord to bless his food. Grabbing it, breaking it, tearing it off in their mouth. The Lord didn't do bread like that. Because he realized that bread is the staff of life. And that bread represents Jesus. And when the Lord took the bread. He did something with that bread in his hands. That glorified God. He was not a glutton. He handled himself properly at all times. And that's what we as Christians ought to be striving to do. To handle ourselves properly at all times. You may not even like the person in front of you that's talking all that noise. But don't cuss them out. Make your own phone ring and say, excuse me. <laughs> but it was something in the way that he handled that bread. Because he was made known to them. By the breaking of bread. Now, now walk with me for just one minute. Before he was crucified. They ate together. And even then. It was how he handled bread. But now he's in a new glorified body. 
It ain't the same Jesus on the other side before Calvary. It's Jesus now in a glorified body. And this body that he's now in is a resurrected body. And so how did they know it was him? Because his mannerism, it was him. It was really him. I got the revelation. It was really him. But they remember how before the cross, how he took the bread. And now after the cross, this is the third day all this is happening. It's the day of his resurrection. And he takes bread and breaks it. And they say, that's really Jesus. He was made known unto them by the scriptures and made known unto them by the breaking of bread. That's why it doesn't make sense for any child of God to be trying to miss the Lord's Supper. What's wrong with you? Some people miss the Lord's Supper because of sin in their life. Don't you know that God forgives sin? Don't miss the party because you're messing up. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all. Somebody say all. To cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What is unrighteousness? Everything that's wrong. Is that right? Is that right? Do y'all think I'm up here talking to myself? <laughs> oh, glory. Praise the Lord. You know, when the Lord appears to you, you may not see a body, but you know that it's got to be the Lord because nobody else could have done this. Can I get a living witness in here? It's got to be the Lord because nobody else could have done this. No one could have orchestrated me meeting this person to give me the job that I have. Nobody but the Lord could have done that. That's why it doesn't make sense when it's time to make noise in the place where we come to worship him, it ought to be a deafening sound in here because you know how good God meant to you. You know where he brought you from. You know that nobody but the Lord could have done it for you. That's why when you come to church, forget who's next to you. Just break loose. Because when you think about his goodness to you, unparalleled greatness man God has done great things has he done it for you has he done any great things for you and Christ is in you and you are in him and one of the days when all this is over we're going to live with him that's that hope and that resurrection that's that blessed hope if I go to sleep today I'm going to wake up in glory Nobody but Jesus can do that for us. So don't just be putting resurrection over there at Easter, dealing with some, some eggs and a rabbit. And anybody in their right mind know that don't no rabbit have no rabbit, rabbits have dogs. You ain't know that? Here you showing up with an egg. A hard shell egg. Now, when you find a rabbit to have an egg, take a picture. (laughs) 
Now because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because he lives. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Fred. You're welcome. Praise Jesus. <laughs> okay, now, 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 now listen to this. So, he appeared to Simon. In verse 35, and they told him what, what things were done along the way and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. And as they thus spoke, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. That's powerful. But they were terrified. Wait a minute. Peace be unto you. You know why they were afraid? Because they had already, the, the, the folk in Jerusalem had already killed Jesus. <laughs> and some of them had been seen with him. That's why they were terrified. That's why they were getting out of Dodge. You know, it's amazing. People tell you, I'm with you. I ain't going to ever leave you. I'm going to always be with you. Yeah, until trouble come. And when trouble come, you're going to find out. You, you there by yourself. He said, I call you, but I ain't coming. You looking out the window? Yeah. Somebody out there in a the car look like they're in a little match and something. They, they, they watching my house. I ain't coming. Girl, call the police. See, the Lord ain't going to ever leave us. The Lord is never going to ever, ever forsake us. So what do you mean you, got, you ain't got nobody to talk to? Please. He's with us always. So it says, peace be unto you. In verse 37, but they were terrified and frightened and supposed that he had been a ghost. And he said unto them, why are you troubled? That's a question on the floor today. Why are you troubled? Is it the husband? Is it the wife? Is it the neighbor? Is it the children? Is it a lack of money? Is it fear of growing old and the dying working on your hair no more? What is troubling you? So the devil said, I tell you what, that bishop, you just need to go ahead and dye that beard. That's what he told me. <laughs> Dye that beard, man. Get rid of all that gray hair. And I was just thinking. There was a time I was a younger man. Didn't have no gray hair. But since the Lord has brought me this far, I'm not dying one hair. That's wisdom. That's, that's mercy. That's grace. Now, I know ain't no woman in here going to agree with me. I don't care. You keep your little persona going, baby. You see that gray hair in your eyebrow? Snatch it out. You know you want to look pretty all the days of your life. 
But no, man, I'm not, I'm not dying my hair. And I tell you why. Because I'm not dying my hair. I've seen some of the brothers, bless their heart, in his midsummers. They start sweating. They grab a handkerchief. They forget they got on that dyed surface on their hair and they wipe it and it comes off. Now, this part white, all the rest of that black. And I ain't going out like that. I'm glad that God let me live long enough with my half crazy self coming up. I'm so glad to have this gray hair. You understand what I'm, I'm so glad to have this gray hair. Because when I was 27 years old, I went to commit suicide. But the Lord let me live. Now I'm not against anyone who wants to use Grecian formula for. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I think everybody ought to live in their comfort zone. And the diet, and then the be walking around and that gray, gray gonna push that dye up out of there. Come on now, some of y'all that can't quite get your perm right and you, you got that gray hair sticking all around, now you wig it up. It, no, this is what I'm saying. This is the day that the Lord has made. And all of us with good sense and anointing in here ought to be glad and ought to rejoice that God has allowed any of us to live this long. Any of us to live this long. Because if you were all messed up like I was as a teenager, you never thought you'd even get to be 16. But God. And God ain't through with you yet. Your better days are ahead of you. Praise Jesus. Make your good, better, better, best, and never let it rest. Jesus said, why are you troubled? I'm here. So explain to me. I'm here with you and you troubled. Now, I already said in John 14, don't let your heart be troubled. You know what that tells me? I'm in charge of my heart. If I want to be scared, I'm going to be scared. I don't care how many times I hear scripture. When it's time for me to be frightened and scared, I'm scared. And the Lord say, don't let your heart be troubled because I've given you the power to not let it be troubled. So why are you letting it be troubled and you don't have to be troubled? We keep forgetting it was God that took care of us in our mother's womb. Now there's one thing about that little baby that's grinning at your newborn baby that ain't got no teeth. You think he's shame? You see all his gums. Because he knows that somebody bigger than him has taken care of him. If he takes care of the birds and not one bird fall to the ground that the Lord ain't at his funeral, then what about us? 
it's, it's time for some of y'all to turn these TVs off trying to keep up with how many folk died today. Why are you concerned about folk that died today and all without Christ already dead? I need some people that love God's word. That You know, you, we are among, we are, we are living in a graveyard. People without Jesus already dead. Dead in trespassing. Dead in sin. A dead nature. But you that are born again have he quickened. Who were dead. And Jesus said, as it relates to Lazarus and us, he said, listen, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Then he asked him a question. Do you believe what I'm telling you? I can't die no more. There are two resurrections. The born again coming out in the first one. Blessed and holy is he who hath part in the first resurrection. Today's message, Hope in the Resurrection of Jesus, FC2986, FC2986, is now available on CD for only $10, and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart 
I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. <laughs>